This is now a 212 radio instead of 602 radio for this show because uh, we're, we're in the 212. sense together but they had just as many or more nights more where it wasn't not, yeah. increasing so you know they really no, no yeah no like city who, did, who did you which band did you come to see and you know write a hash mark and then yeah you know it's so stupid yeah they do that on a time too because uh, then they determine how much you get paid that night by how right. many check marks yeah. you have by your name. Whether you get 15 bucks or 5 bucks. Or you get, yeah. Or nothing. <laughs> or whether you end up having to pay them. That happens Paid to us twice, right? And all the got to the fight. Uh, uh, oh, we had a run out of that from, place. Uh, Space and Chase. Yeah, yeah. The 90s, yeah. Some bouncer was kind of... The guy who booked the place. He was, he were, oh, the bouncer, yeah. And he was going for the pay-to-play deal? He said, yeah, he didn't want us to, to leave until we, like, gave him, like, like, 100 bucks. Your draw was X, and the sound man gets half of X, and the doorman gets half of X, and I get half of X, so therefore you owe us half of X. You're like, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm going home. See ya. You know, running out of there with giant hams. <laughs> Silly. Uh, four, 
when we left the East Coast was 94, something like that. Um, went out to West Coast, West Coast because uh, the Thinking Fellers, who had played with us a couple of times in New York, actually we kind of eased our way into opening up for them for like five, six shows in Northern California and like Seattle and uh, Portland. And they were really nice. They like put us up everywhere. They had an extra van. They drove us around with us with all their equipment. They were just really stellar. Yeah, yeah they're cool bands. Fun. What little of it I remember was a lot that of fun. That was all good. Those lyrics were, some of them were kind of written then. I believe it. Um, I believe it. Uh, maybe? Lyrics are hard to write. Yeah, they are. They don't write themselves. I, you know, I, I, I've been guilty of that a lot myself. And I At realize, least Chris uh, actually makes complete sentences out of them, which I don't always do.
So do you guys, um, do you have problems getting a label or just distribution or you just don't really we care? We try that yeah. hard. I guess, yeah. you know, we wouldn't mind, but it's, you know, after 20-something years, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it just feels sort of humiliating. Even getting shows is just kind of, in, in the city is a pain in the ass. Right, I mean, right. Something we think is easy is getting a show, you know, just really having a kind of like beg and then if, you, if you're lucky you get a crappy time slot somewhere. City venue. City venues. I mean this is... On a Monday night, you know. Right. Because Andy who books this place like says that he actually ended up letting me book the whole night so... How's that work right? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty well. Um, but so yeah, I mean so something that should be as simple as that, you know, after a while just... I guess we did that so much. I mean, we got you know, yeah, we, we used to play out. in the city and around the city, you know, a couple of times a month, which was a lot for us. Yeah, yeah. like go out and pasting the the flyers right. out. Right. Like, because we were what, we were back when you can get away 20s. with putting flyers up without getting a ticket. Right. We're full of beans, going crazy on it, and yeah, kind of mellowed out a little bit. But uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, every time uh, we uh, finish a record, I send copies to. Bunch of record labels. If anybody's interested in, yeah. nobody ever writes back. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's tough. That's you know, I mean, okay. So all we did, what we did this time, is we just made it look like an official record. Right. You know, we actually paid to ruin the environment by putting shrink wrap, shrink wrap on here. Ooh, got a nice barcode. Got the too, number man. of the beast over there. <laughs> we try to sell it. Right.
speaking of girl from a Chinese restaurant, now is that a true story? Were you in love with the girl from a Chinese restaurant? There was a Chinese restaurant uh, near where I was living. It was like a real kind of shithole. Uh, but it had this really foxy girl. And you know, it wasn't, you know, it's just a song to her. Yeah. Passing fans. <laughs> right, right. So that was one of the things I always wondered, you know. Kramer accused me of uh, writing the lyrics on the back of a matchbook on the way to the session. <laughs> and he was right. I did. Pretty much. Disagreements. Kramer's uh, not going to read this and hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, um, we had a lot of differences of, of opinion uh, about how to, just the mechanics of, of, of doing stuff. And we had a very unhelpful audio engineer who just took a lot of extra time to overcome these obstacles. Um, and we made the most of it. I think it took two weekends to record it, which he seemed to think was just an unprecedented uh, length of time right. to, to do this stuff. And 
things came to a head in one song where I wanted to redo a part because it was clearly out of tune. And we had an argument about it. He was in favor of leaving it the way it was because he liked the... Uh, but it sounded authentic or something. Yeah, he just didn't want to He didn't want to take the, the time to redo it. But of course, we spent twice as much time arguing about it as we would have taken to fix it. Right. And now, whenever I hear that that song, it's like, ah, that thing what song just was out it? of tune. Sorry? What song were you talking about? Uh, Girl from the Chinese Restaurant. Oh, right. If, if, the, the intro guitar, because the guitar is a, a little out of tune. I don't yes. mind it. So that's on uh, Tone Sensation yeah. the Wonder Man. Right? Which is You're on uh, Kramer's side. The, 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 no, not on Kramer's side. It's okay. I think yeah. so, we, should, um, we should let you redo it. But he was also, was it the first weekend they were recording there? That, that was the weekend that he decided he was giving up smoking pot. Right. And this is someone who smoked, you know, like... Constantly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like cigarettes. So the day before the session started, he had, he had quit, and he was really on edge. He was kind of freaking out. You know, it was what it was. We got through it. Right. It's a great album. It's a great album. I'm glad you like it. Um,
trippiest, uh, the trippiest song titles of any band ever, bro. They usually just arise from bouncing non sequiturs around and, right. you know, word. Yeah, they had really, if we were to talk about most of them, they would end up seeming a lot less interesting. Right. Yeah, they have prosaic origins, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Because a lot of times they don't seem to have anything to do with the song itself. It's just, no, and that it's makes just... it hard to remember which song is which. Right, right. <laughs> I would say this record actually has... First song has the word report in it. Uh, Lord Love a Duck is said in that song. Uh, Mind Pants well, has pants in it. Paranoid Mr. Snoid, yeah. Uh, Gorga, that's the only lyric to Gorga.
minute we took out all of the songs that were going to help keep Eric from having a hard attack. So, uh, uh, I was on 35th Street uh, by the Macy's building. Right. And it was uh, a thaw after a winter storm and a hunk of ice fell off the uh, roof of the building and hit me. And I was hospitalized and had to get surgery. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, they didn't have any like warning signs or markers or, or tape or anybody out there saying it was dangerous. I was just walking along and bam. So what actually happened? I mean, it knocked you out probably. Uh, it, it broke four vertebrae. Wow. And my uh, neck and back. Damn. And they had to get these back together and have a titanium sort of superstructure back there, like holding the bone matter together. You still have it in there? Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, that's going to stay. Yeah. I got one in my leg, yeah, so yeah. ain't never coming out. Nope, nope. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's inaccurate, it's one yeah. number off, yeah. but it rhymes, so. <laughs> Artistic license.
So if you snuck into the bathroom, and, you know, what is the meaning of green fiber? But Mike Angelo wrote that stuff. Right, which he's no longer with uh, you guys. But he's still alive. Uh, I think we're out here for now. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, 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 for some reason, I, 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 I think that song was inspired by like a yard sale or a flea market or something. Huh. Uh, a, 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 a green coat. Not a clue. His, his songs are pretty... Uh, pretty inscrutable. Because everybody, uh, everybody um, we know thinks it's about weed. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. I didn't think so. That never, never occurred to me. It's funny. That never... Um, maybe that's yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just the potheads in Arizona too. But you know, I mean, uh, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pro hemp song. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can somebody give us a four count, please?
thank you for your indulgence. Two and a half songs to go. The Barry Simonson, you, you really uncannily sound like my voice in the uh, in the choruses. Oh, and how you did that? Like I said, I don't think I got the I don't think I got the words right. But, uh, I couldn't even tell you what most of the words to that song are. Right, and actually I was going to email you and say, yes. dude, uh, this. <laughs> I would have just made something up. I would have listened to it and said, yeah, it kind of sounds like this. That song's about science. That song's about science? Well, the title? No, it has something to do with Barry White getting into a time machine, coming into the future and stealing songs from... Science fiction. From, I can't remember who it was he was supposedly stealing songs from. From us, which is pretty absurd. really old
this is the last song of the evening. It's also from our new thing. This song is from our new t-shirt. Gorga? Is it, is, is it the movie? Uh, the movie was Gorgo. Oh, was it Gorgo? Yeah. I thought it was Gorgo. So Gorgo's significant other. Gorgo was a female, was a mom. So I guess it's sort of about uh, same-sex relationship between giant monsters. Japanese monster movie. Yeah, it was. It was an <laughs> That's easy for you to say. R. Stephen Moore. That's hey, wow. the legendary R. Stephen Moore right there, folks. All right.